So that was crazy. What what just happened? I don't know. I just got inspired by your rage. It was like by my age. Your rage. Oh my rage! I was pretty hot. <laughs> rage against the machines. We've had a lot of technical difficulties, more than ever in my life. Yes. Not really, but kind of. So, you know, that's what makes it so special. We're working through it, though. You we know, are. Like we're working each, through. We're trying to make this the best ever. Each week, we kind of keep putting another log on the fire. You know, getting it hotter. Facts. We ain't blowing no smoke this way. True that. We only speak facts. Kind of. Only get racks. Speak facts and get racks. <laughs> LVP. LVP. V3. V3. So, what's up? Um, not much, really, if you think about it, because <laughs> I don't know. What? I mean, let's talk. Let's talk about what happened when I got here, though. Okay. Let's talk about. Be that. specific, because I don't know. What I will talking be about. specific. Okay. Specific. 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 So, I arrive. I'm like eating this mic. Eat the mic. Ooh. Um, so I arrive, setting everything up, right? And you think you hear a knock at the door. So you go to the door, like any human would. But I hear the door open immediately when you got to that door. And you come back in, and I was like, do you not have a peephole? You said, nah, you're here. So I figured it was okay. And why why did you feel that it was okay because I was here to open the door when you didn't know who was behind the door? I just felt like it was an extra layer of security. You know, so if they got me, you would be like... So they're going to come get me too. No, they wouldn't necessarily know you're here. So you could kind of like be a little sneaky and then... If they got you, then what am I going to do? Well, they they would have me. So they couldn't get you too, most likely. What if they got you though? I mean, if they killed me, you mean? Yeah. What if you got got? Well, then you could hide behind this wall right here, and when they come through... What wall? There is no walls in here. No, there's a wall right here yeah, and behind me. Yeah, They're going to walk the this way. They're going to walk this way, yeah, and you're uh-huh. going to see them in the mirror, uh-huh. and then you're going to do a little sweep in the leg, and you're going to have the advantage. So then you can just use the skills that you've learned. Or we can just use the people and yeah, not that just open doors because you feel like you have backup. Here's something I learned today on a podcast. Do you want security or do you want adventure? Oh, gosh. Don't give me the, don't give me that risk. I I take risk because I want to feel life. Exactly. No, don't be stupid. I mean, stupid's one way to put it, but I think also another way to put it is adventure and experience, storytelling. All these words. So you're just gonna, well, I mean, it is a story now because exactly. we're sitting around the campfire telling this story about. What potentially could have happened because I think it's a lesson learned. A lesson learned. Yeah, that's right. So, what are you going to do next time? It depends if you're here. <laughs> yeah, I hate how <laughs> it depended if I was here. You were like, yeah, if I, if I, uh, you weren't here, then I would have looked through the people. Yeah. Isn't true here? I'm just going to. That's not even really true. If I'm being honest, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have even went to the door. What is a movie that changed your life? Are you taking a deep breath because you're about to get emotional? No. I just wanted to read a dramatic pause before I said this. Okay. Because I was going to pop off before we even got done with the question. Then I was like, no, I'm going to go classier. You're ready, right? Yes. 
Wolf of Wall Street. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. I just knew it. It's very influential. You know, my I had a teacher ask me what my favorite like movie of that like That's actually the doorbell. Yeah. You better go look at that people. <laughs> Don't open that door. Lock that door. That's so sketch. They're definitely listening. Just for everyone listening, we're going to leave that part in. Um, our whole spiel about <laughs> answering the door. <laughs> didn't learn that lesson. Ding dong ditch. Oh, God. But no one was there. So we actually went this time, too. We're good. We're uh, two for two on the risk. Yeah, we're just we're just risking it all tonight. I was actually kind of concerned. I kind of hid behind the wall ready to sweep the leg, like you you said. At least you learned something. Yeah. Wow. So, back to this movie. You were talking about your life. So, Wolf of Wall Street is the movie that I don't want to say changed my life because I don't think it was that big, but it definitely changed. It was monumental. Yeah, it was monumental. It definitely changed, like, my mindset on, like, just being wild and, like, going after it. Not necessarily that, but party, mixing, mm-hmm. like having fun with getting it done. Yeah, I feel that. Mixing it. Hmm. What What is his favorite line is to uh, go to sleep with boys and wake up with men? Yeah, you. if yeah. you go, if you, what does he say? Something like that. Going, if you go to sleep with the. You go to sleep with the boys and you wake up with the men. I think that's what it is. Don't quote Something me on like that. that. It's it's pretty close. But such a great movie though. It's got a lot of great um uh, not just like scenes, but just a lot of great messages, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of great scenes. <laughs> just like balance, perhaps. I don't know if there was so much balance in that movie. But I think the end, like he learned like I think okay, the end, I yeah. gotta be like He's more balanced today. Yes. It's weird how a lot of people What's your favorite part from that movie? Um it depends, like, what I need for my life. But yeah. if I'm just looking for motivation, it's definitely the scene where he is talking about being a telephone Nazi. Which one's that? Remember he's giving that pep talk and he's like... This is the one where he slams the mic in his head? Yeah, he's that's like... That's my favorite scene. Yes. Or that's the one when he's leaving. I'm not leaving. Oh, that's right. No, this is the one where he's selling the... Uh, what's his name? Madden's shoes oh, okay. and, and he yeah. get mad and basically gets laughed off of the stage oh yes 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 and he's I like remember what's he say he's, he says <laughs> something about telephone nazis that's all i can remember but yeah it's great I, I get i get what you're saying it's a it's actually it's it's the same point of like playing your life like a movie if you actually follow some of those guidelines which a lot of people do it works the same tactics that he uses on the phone to make a sale. Yeah. He, I think he does like, he I mean, it's true. It's based on a true story. So obviously it works, does, but uh, if you, if you actually do it, 
The whisper tactic. In real life. Yeah, he does. He does do like sales training and stuff. Yeah. But no, I think it's a good movie. It's like a good uh it's like a too crazy version of a sales movie, you know? That's what it's really about. I mean it's it's, like it's the real world. And obviously it's based on a true story, but it honestly is real life. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to explain it, but uh if you're in a workforce that deals with marketing or making sales uh not all of that is not not everything they did is true or happens in every work environment but a lot does happen in work environments it's really strange i thought a lot of it a lot of it was a fake a fugazi but it's, it's fugazi, not it's a fugazi, a fugazi, fugazi. <laughs> yeah no it's it's true it's real i've i've witnessed not not you know not the bad. crazy parts but the business side of things right Good times. What's the what's the movie for you? What's the movie influential? For me? Influential movie for me. Accepted. Mm, Such a good, a good movie. That's a great movie. Such a good movie. It really defines what education really is. It, yeah, pretty much. It defines what college is in a sense. Not really, but really, you know. Maybe what it should be. What it should be. What it could I'm surprised be. no one has done that. They probably have tried to do that. But such a good movie, you know. Creates yeah. his own college. Entrepreneur. His friends. Yeah. Entrepreneur learns how to go in front of a school board and get things approved. Yeah. Uh, but no, even the brown and blue colors. Ironic because Tyler, the creator, uses those in Golf LaFleur. So it all, it all comes back together. I always wanted to go to South Harmon Institute of Technology. I might say that I went there. I think it's a good, like, they didn't, nobody let me in, so I just made my own school. Right. That's good. Faking the doc. I'll never forget when he faked the document to say he got in. <laughs> I thought that was so cool. Yeah. And then he had to, like, do the whole acting, you know? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And then he had to actually go somewhere and rent a building. It's true. And then create a college for parents' day. That's crazy. That's almost like creating... A space, like almost being an influencer and just having a meetup. Yeah. It was kind of like a, uh, it was like a, a social media before social media. You yeah. know, like it was like where everybody would hang out. It yeah. was like a, what do they call those? A, uh, like a, like a page a or like a forum or something. Yeah. Almost like, like a, a forum. Yeah. They just actually showed up. Yeah. What uh, what class would you take at South Harmon? Um, or what class would you create? I would probably create a, like now or back then? Both. Now I'd probably create like a podcasting class because I think it'd be, you just like sit around and talk all day. Thing. Probably. I mean, technically there's broadcasting classes, which yeah would be the same, but not. I've I've seen people that have been in broadcasting classes, but they still don't have the... Same knowledge. Right. I think a lot of it comes down to like experience. Yeah. Just messing with it. Like you were yeah. saying today, after all the time you've put into like <laughs> buying equipment or like figuring things out, you still like. Still get the wrong things. Yeah. And it happens. My mics are, my mics are still muffled. My peas still pop. You know. Popping those peas. 
But probably back in the day, I would have created Push a, and pee. I would have, uh, like wood carving or wood, even just wood chopping class. Well, they know? had that. They do? Yeah, remember the football player had it. He created the wood carving class and he, cl- he uh, carved the big O penis. <laughs> you don't remember that? No. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> no. How do you not remember that part? That was like his class. I would probably create something that has to do with wood, though. Like maybe just like, like wood burning. A, yeah. What? Like a wood burning class. Like wood burning stoves, make how to oh. make like a fire, like a campfire. You just plan on showing people how to burn wood. Yeah, but it's it's an art to it, you know. There's have you ever seen people at the lake try to start a fire that yeah. don't know how? Push the smoke a certain way. Yeah, there is an art to it. I, I see where you're coming from. You remember, um, you remember the woodworking class on Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. That was awesome. I always wanted to take that class. I was upset because we didn't have anything like that. I always wanted to be uh, the the glasses kid. Oh, Cookie? Yeah. Yeah. He you was basically had Google Glass before. Yeah. It was a thing. That was pretty funny. And then he had to take his glasses off for a test one time because they thought he was cheating. Yeah. And he, like, still aced it. Yeah. Dude, funny. I saw where um, the SAT is going digital. Wow. Yeah. They think that it's going to uh, increase efficiency or it's not, it's going to take less time, hmm. which got me thinking. So, you know, when you had to take like the SAT or the ACT and you had to bubble in your name? Yes. I sucked at that. Yeah. The, the bubbling part just took too much time, I feel like. It took too much time and you had to find the letters. Yeah. I don't know. There was something that I hated about that, and I was always slow. I think it was an OCD thing. Like, my bubbles had to be fully bubbled. Yeah. I remember kids with the practice ACT would always just draw random things with the bubble. I drew a dinosaur in my ACT. Really? Yep. Nice. You're not supposed to draw in the book, and I drew in it. Well, they did, like, stuff with the the bubble. Like, you know, like... Yeah. Drew, like, a dinosaur in that. With like with the bubbles, yeah, I did that too. Oh, you did it with the bubbles. Yeah, but I also okay. drew a dinosaur just They're so just they like would know side. what it was. Yeah, it was like okay, here's what it is supposed. This to be. is what it's supposed to be. Yeah, in case your art wasn't I'm as good as you student. thought. Yeah, it was like abstract. Here's yeah. what it, I think it is. Pretty much. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I didn't like the ACT. I forgot my calculator. And I then, forgot mine the second time. But here's mine was the second time. But the good part was I was at my own high school the second time, so I just oh. went to my locker and got it. So, oh. see, I wasn't at my, I wasn't at my own high school. I didn't. I don't like testing or being in an environment with a lot of people, and it was super quiet. You know, your stomach starts to grumble, oh, yeah. and all the kids think you farted. Yeah, hated that. I feel like if you put me in a setting by myself, you know what I did hate. Is that in school, which I don't know, public school might have been different, but you couldn't wear hats, you couldn't wear hoods, you couldn't do anything like that. When I got to college and I could wear a hat or a hood, I felt like it was my my like safe space, my thinking cap. Throw my hood up, just kind of vibe out to the class. Yeah. Wear a hat, always wear a hat. Go to the gym, wear a hat. Kind of yeah. blocks out the world, you know? It's kind of like blinders for a horse. It's like a helmet. Yeah. Stop padding. Sure. You want to get on our uh, our story? If you want. End of stories. Who do you want to go first? <laughs> I want you to go first because 
You want me to go first? Basically, the concept is... I don't want mine to be too long or too short, though. I feel weird if it's either one. No, just just do it. I bet it's probably like a minute and a half. That's fine. You have a song to go with it, right? Yeah. Basically, the concept of this is... I texted Dan and I said, pick a song and write an ending to a movie to that song. So the scenes, uh, it's almost like a music video in a sense, but let's do an end, the ending to a movie so that maybe we can go back and pick songs for the middle and the, the beginning. Yeah, so this is um, just a little thing I wrote. I call it, I really don't have a title for it yet, but I'm hoping to create one one day. Let's see what the volume is on this. Okay. You want to set the scene before you start? Okay. That's not even the right lever. I was trying to turn the volume up with the wrong lever. Gosh dang it. Be careful. All right. So the scene of my, uh, the ending of my movie. Okay. Picture big city. Okay. Big city. Picture downtown. Downtown big city. And, um, you know, I kind of did get a little bit inspired by Wolf of Wall Street a little bit. Okay. Um, another movie I got inspired by was, um, I can't remember the title of it, but it was basically like where this guy switched lives, but he didn't know it. He like he was this big time guy, and then he woke up, and he was like this family guy. Okay. He hated his life. Is that an actual movie? Yes, but okay. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's got Nick Cage in it, but um, it's a kind of older movie. I think, I think I know what you're talking about. It's like Perfect Man or something man or I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's pretty much uh what I got. Okay. As far as uh that goes. All right. I don't the only thing I don't like about this idea is I don't want to misread something and have to go back and read it again. That's that's fine. Thing. Just speak from the heart. If you mess up, who cares? If I mess up, do you want me to just pretend like I didn't mess yeah, up? Yeah, just just keep going with it. We're gonna be raw. Okay. I'm gonna mess up too. But So it's got a little poetry feel to it. Yeah. Doesn't really rhyme, but it's got okay. a little, you know, maybe like a little new year new me. Poetry, you know, snap poetry, whatever they call there it. There you go. Here we go. And uh, enjoy. Oh. Mr. Brightside. Beautiful. And action. As the sun glared off the adjacent sci- skyscraper, he squinted his eyes. A tear formed in the corner and he wiped it away. An action too familiar in his recent nights. The phone rang and it took him out of his own mind for a brief moment. As he picked it up, the 60-inch monitor in his high-rise office updated to show a new message. This had cost him nearly everything. No one even... He had even sold his dad's 68 Mustang and put it in this up-and-coming company. 69. He promised his dad it would work out and he believed in him even after all these years of failure even after he dropped out of college, even after he got fired from the job that he got for him, even after he had to sell his grandma's wedding ring to get him out of a gambling debt, he still believed in him. As the number blinked on the screen, the phone fell from his hand. He grabbed his cell phone to call his dad, and then he remembered his dad was gone. He grabbed the bottle of whiskey from his desk drawer got out a notepad and began to write his father's eulogy while simultaneously logging into his account to sell, cash out, and get the fuck out of here. The screen still blinking in front of him 
showing his investment account in big letters. It read 100 million. That was beautiful. So basically the... Yeah, tell us, tell us the little bit backstory. You know, the backstory for this, you know, the song Mr. Brightside, it's basically about this guy who just kind of is, is in this life of sadness in a way. Yeah. Because he has this this want, but everything keeps kind of crashing down in front of him, but he's still kind of just like, you know what, I'm, I'm looking on the bright side of this. Yeah. Even though it might be bad. Even though my life might suck, yeah. there's still goodness in it. Wow. And so I was like, you know what? This guy, I didn't give him a name yet, but this guy. Even though you get knocked down. Even though his dad died. When he was the only one that believed in him. He even sold his car. 68 Mustang. The 68 Mustang that he and his son worked on actually together. Oh, wow. He sold it. And it was like, hey, son, I, you know, I believe in you. I believe that this is going to be, that was actually him calling me about my investment, <laughs> but he, uh, he was like, you know, I know this is going to be a big thing because I believe in you. You know, you, you're telling me how good this, you know, this company is going to be. Yeah. And just two months before the company went public, his dad, dad. Wow. Of colon cancer. Wow. So he had to, you know, he had to bear it all and just hope it worked out. Because even though his dad wasn't alive anymore, he still felt like he was with him when that number was blinking on the screen. I'm about to cry. That was sad. Beautiful story. Thank you, sir. Maybe we should. Maybe we'll have to hear a middle. Maybe a beginning. Might just have to write a book. <laughs> Turn that into a movie. <laughs> So, that's my story. Um, I wrote it, and you know, I made some adjustments here and there, but mostly, it is what it is. Just yeah. a reflection. It's beautiful, very beautiful. I liked it a lot. Thank I you. was when you showed emotion, and it just kind of took me back for a minute. The whiskey, you know. Yeah. Had to raise a glass for his dad. Yep. That was great. Well read. Well, well said. Thank you, sir. The emotion behind it. Pure. Very much. Anyway. So, snap snap applause. <laughs> snap applause. Golf clap. Snap applause. I'll let you... And um, scene. I'll let you search your own song so it's a bit of a suppress. All right. So, <laughs> so like I said, I had a story planned out for a specific song all week. And 30 minutes before I got here on my way here, I had an epiphany and I was like, maybe we'll, we'll tell that movie a different time. I just felt like it wasn't right, but I felt like this one was right. So I hadn't had this epiphany and I was like, you know what? We might as well do this because we're around the campfire. This is a song we both know. And we're going to set the scene. So I don't know if you can relate or not because you don't really drive. But for anyone listening, let's take ourselves back to that, that high school, uh, even potentially college 
where you're in a relationship and you know you 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 just start to see that person kind of fade away everything's fine but you can tell that you can tell that something's not right and basically you're you're staying in this relationship because you care for this person so much even though it affects you mentally physically emotionally and you can tell that they're just not there or with you anymore this 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 story pertains to you know the times that you ride around together uh but really it, it's more about it's more about that last conversation that you have with them before you mutually or one side of the party decides that it's just not right anymore. And um, let's let's all take ourselves to the scene of being at their house and walking back out to your car, getting in your car and putting your seatbelt on and realizing what just happened and breaking down. My heart breaks all the time I can't find peace inside my mind My heart breaks all the time So I just put on my seatbelt and cry My heart breaks all the time I can't find peace inside my mind My heart breaks all the time so I just put on my seatbelt and cry And you don't even care You were never here Riding shotgun in the wheel Sitting by my side but your mind is on it I can see it in your eyes You're covered in these lies I guess I should to my friends Now I'm all alone in the bins So the story takes place after the breakup and you walk back to your car and you sit in your car you put your seatbelt back on and then you just break down and you realize you can't go anywhere you don't want to go anywhere Get over it. So I just put on my seatbelt and cry. My heart breaks all the time. I can't find peace inside my mind. My heart breaks all the time. So I just put on my seatbelt and cry. you expect that um i didn't think it was going to be that one i thought it was going to be thought it was going to be the other one uh yeah i thought it was actually going to be uh drowning whenever you were describing it yeah i don't um i don't have that one anywhere (laughs) we could do a story on that one but like i said 
The song's called Seatbelt. It's the last part of a three-part collection. But yeah, it's just those high school, college. Really, you could experience it in your later life as well. Just getting in the car and realizing what just happened. You put your seatbelt on and just break down. Just beat the steering wheel. But like I said, my heart breaks all the time. So I'll just put on my seatbelt and cry. And the story. I think the seatbelt's almost like representative, you know? It is. It's security. Yeah. You know, when you're having that emotional freak out, say I'm like doing this, just picture picture the seatbelt just locking up. It's like a hug. It's a hug. It's what it is. It's support. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. I like it. Yeah. So movie ends with you putting that car in reverse. And you're getting the fuck away from that situation. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So, in that song, I make the joke nowadays because Billie Eilish released um, her song where she talks about, uh, you call me again, drunk in your bins. And yeah. I talked about the bins. So, I'm putting it on record. Billie Eilish wrote that song about me. <laughs> you definitely. It's facts. She definitely stole the lyrics. She did. Pretty sure she heard her, she uh, heard it and wrote her story around it. Mine's basically the guy version to her song. His and hers. His and hers. Yeah, it's like tattoos. Or I dated Billie Eilish. It's <laughs> the title. You remember when you used to come home and I was like hammered, yeah, listening to music by myself. Yeah, those was good times. I actually really enjoyed that. I kind of miss that. I used to. Um, it's funny. I used to turn all the lights off in the house, or the apartment, and turn on Claro, and listen to Bags, walk in, at the, and just drink like a bottle of wine and just vibe out. Such a beauty. I had such a. It was Claro, Girl in Red, Dominic Fike, um, just a good lineup for like the summer transitioning into the fall. Super super dope time. Yeah, it was a good spot for that you know because it, it was it was like the the layout was nice yeah you had the we had the basketball goal basketball regulation goal, size in the apartment pretty much and if you really wanted to you know it's a friday night saturday night walk down or the even street. a thursday night you just run into take Jack. a walk yeah i remember you were super into like uh norwegian or something yeah a lot of norwegian or some kind of bands like yeah norway yeah. Girl in Red's from Norway. I had a lot of Norway people. Uh there was a girl named um So Solera Sola. I don't know. I can't remember her name. But uh she was from Norway as well. I used to follow her on Instagram, but she wasn't that famous and now she's like gone. I don't know if she like <laughs> deleted her Instagram or just deleted anybody that wasn't a close friend. Uh she was really good though. I need to find her music again. Yeah, I went back on like a deep dive of SoundCloud artists and found a bunch of new people that are now really famous. Uh, Biba Doobie, she might be from, I don't know if she's from Norway. She might be from Norway. She's from somewhere. Um, Yeah, it's just like, but it like took me back. It was like that year that that you kind of get out of 
because streaming is so like available that you kind of get out of like going on those deep dives and finding things like the way that I found Frank Ocean was I was, you know, 2012, uh, maybe even 2011. I'm not really sure. Um, just DJing in my basement, just spinning songs. And what I would do is I would go on hot new, uh, hot new hip hop and download the top 100 songs. And pyramids was in that, in that mix. And I would spin that song and I was like, this is so good. So then Channel Orange dropped in 2012 and bought the album. It was the first album that I had bought in, in like a really long time. And I didn't buy an album after that because it was just so pure. And that showed you Channel Orange and yep. it was history. It was over from there. True. I remember playing Channel Orange in the summer of 2012. Just... Literally, like kids not knowing what we were listening to. Yeah, actually, 16, 16, right? <coughs> Ish. Yeah. Yeah, 16 ish. 15, 16 years old. Crazy. Those are good times. Yeah. Having the having the whiskey makes me just want to go to a nice dinner. You remember when? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> you remember when we used to go to Olive Garden? <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, I mean, nowadays, um, nowadays, Olive Garden's like a sin. Like if you tell people you go to Olive Garden, you're like a fake. I'm I'm fake as it gets. Then <laughs> we used to go to Olive Garden and act like we were rich <laughs> and just order. <laughs> we used to order strawberry. <laughs> what was the uh, it strawberry? Um, What's the, what's the strawberry drink? mango? Something. It was uh, some kind of frozen strawberry mango margarita, and we used to just laugh and drink our drinks <laughs> and like cheers and talk about the yacht that we didn't own. <laughs> we need to do that again. We do need to do that. Like we used to get hooked up. Like no lie, Ubered. Oh yeah, to Olive Garden. Didn't you almost like fall asleep on the way back or yeah. something? Yeah, I yeah. did. I don't Uber. know. I don't know if I would have even known that you were asleep. I would have just gotten out. I think was, I would have taken off. I was just tired. But Uber to Olive Garden just so we could act like we were rich and drink frozen drinks and eat pasta and then Uber home. It was an expensive Uber, but it was worth it. It was way worth it. It was a good time. It's all about the good times. Oh, yeah. But that was so funny. That takes me back, though, because drinking this, drinking this whiskey <laughs> that I haven't had in a while... Um, just like fine dining and pasta. I want some pasta right now. Yes. And actually like a week or two ago, I went to a, uh, <laughs> I went to a restaurant. It was for a birthday party. I actually wasn't really invited. I wasn't invited, but I was invited. The person that I was with was invited and that tagged along. So and, you, um, you believe in tag along? Yeah. I was like the uh, plus one. That's which, risky. I was the plus one, but I don't know if a plus one. You don't one know if they gave them a plus one. Right. Yeah, that's risky. It is risky, but um I actually know the person, so it's all good. It wasn't like I was in the you know, alone. Well, it wasn't like nobody knew me. Yeah. I actually know them. But anyways, plus one, go to this restaurant. It's a birthday party. And uh the the birthday boy was late and uh we were just like kind of sitting around waiting, waiting on other people to show up. 
there was just three of us and then some more people showed up and then uh some more people showed up and then the birthday boy showed up like 30 minutes hour late and we're at this super nice restaurant and you know things are going well but at the same time they're not going well tensions are kind of high just because of people being late uh people had already been drinking you know we're just kind of tired of waiting at an appetizer it was amazing uh i was also sipping a margarita i think you know just chilling vibing but we're in this super nice restaurant and uh, we started to cause a scene well i didn't necessarily but <laughs> the party i was with started to cause a scene and i'm just sitting back and i'm like smiling because i'm like this is lit. like <laughs> let's get it popping so scene breaks out uh one of the waitresses was actually their friend and everybody just starts kind of like button heads and everybody wants to check and finally we all just kind of disperse and people storm out and everyone's looking at us in the restaurant and the waiter waiters and stuff come over and we're like we're so sorry uh, we didn't mean to do this and they're like we've seen a lot worse <laughs> and we were like oh really they were like rick Bettino happened here oh my god and we were like oh yeah it's all good <laughs> but this it was crazy another day yeah it was crazy uh so did so the guy showed up eventually. Yeah, he showed up. Okay, he's just everybody's a little. Was he like little tipsy? Was he drunk or was he? Yeah, he's a little tipsy when he showed up. Yeah, okay, just irritated a couple of people. Was it a big? Was it a big birthday? Was it? It was supposed to be. So it was like twenty one or thirty five or. Oh, his age. Yeah. Oh, I don't it was know. Like a big. I so it wasn't know. like a big number. Nah, it was just a birthday party, but it was a super nice restaurant. We caused a scene. Nice. Woo! That's what happens when the plus one comes. <laughs> That's what happens when I show up. Only one more thing, and we're we're good. What's that? A, a, uh, a proper toast. A proper toast with the proper twelve Irish whiskey to the campfire. Cheers, mate. Oh yeah. Stout goes down smooth. It's like water. Tastes like cold weather.